that blonde girl? <laughs> the sinful dwarf. Max is a nihilist, dead emotionally. He's a liar, thief, murderer, and incest rapist. Max is also the main character of The Cobbler from 2014, played by Adam Sandler, and not from The Sinful Dwarf from 1973. But this will be very blurred as we go on with this episode. Greetings, everyone. My name is Jared. This is the Old Boys Podcast. With me today, as always, is Danny. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. How, hi, how are you? Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm a normal human being. This is how humans speak. Is it? They greet each other with words. I'm using them now. Is it how cobblers speak? It's, uh, yeah, how they try to emulate us. (laughs) I think cobblers are aliens. I think so, too. So, we did it, Dan. We did it. What did we do? what, What happened? Where was I? We watched an Adam Sandler movie. Oh my god, you're right. I forgot that was a feat. <laughs> I forgot that was a challenge. We did A it. hurdle to overcome in life. And we noticed something while we were watching this oh, film. Oh, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. This movie has some similarities to another film that, that me and you both saw recently. Yes, yes. A film called, called um, yes. The Sinful Dwarf. It's from the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's fair to say, yes. Um, it stars a person named Olaf. Yeah. And Olaf Olaf just happens to be, um, a a little person. Yes. Uh, midget. Is that the, is that the right thing to say? Uh, One of those is offensive. One of those is correct. So we watched both these movies. Yes. And, and, uh, tried to draw comparisons between, we we didn't have to really try that hard. No, no, it was like, it's, it's, it's essentially the same film. The Cobbler is a remake of The Sinful Dwarf. And we also kind of learned uh, some interesting things. For that instance, the simple dwarf, the simple dwarf, is yeah. a documentary. Yep, and its yes, events that's happened true. in real mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, the life story of Olaf. And I did research and found out that Olaf actually directed The Cobbler. Wow! So that's crazy, right? That's insane. <laughs> what a scoop! What a story! See, now I'm kind of jealous of Adam Sandler because mm-hmm. I would have loved mm-hmm. to work mm-hmm. with the great Olaf because. Yeah. His performance in The Sinful Dwarf really set me up to be something greater, I think. It inspired mm-hmm. me. It touched me. It made me want he's, to be a filmmaker again, you know? Yeah, he's a visionary. And we're going to get into it. Agree. We're going to definitely get into it. I mean, get into The Cobbler, not... Yeah. So in no way will this be affected by The Sinful Dwarf. We're going to definitely talk about The Cobbler and nothing else. Nothing weird is going to happen. I don't know why I preface that so much. That's weird. <laughs> it's definitely not weird. So... Opening thoughts on this of, film. Of the cobbler, it's terrible. Right? Yeah. The cobbler's terrible. What makes it bad is that it's not unbearable to watch, mm-hmm. but the content and the writing and the yes. acting, like everything about yes. it is so god awful. Yes. See, I, I like the premise of the film. If it were taken in a different way, like maybe a heartfelt way, like a family type film, mm-hmm. which is what I thought was going to happen, yeah. I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, either as a family movie or actually go pure dark. And because. And, I have a list of all the things, not all even the laws dark. that Max it, it, it breaks. It didn't feel like it needed to go dark. Mm-hmm. It felt like it needed to be a family movie. Yes, and the musical score was demanding that it was a family yeah. movie. With this, all this fucking gypsy music, gypsy Jewish polka music. 
Oh I my like god, it was so bad. I did not like it. It's like people are getting strangled and, and molested in this movie, and it's being accentuated so by polka music. I mean, I know Olaf made this film, but he really needs to get better taste in music. On your sanity, in which they will all vanish, I promise. <laughs> it is just a matter of time. So, yeah. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. La 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 la. Start wearing purple. Keep going. For me. <laughs> I, like I don't know what song. song that is, but I love it. Start wearing purple, and it's gypsy music. It's fantastic. Oh, dude, you gonna send me that? That sounds cool. I'll send it to you. It's probably just an audio of Dan singing that song <laughs> he, that he wrote himself. <laughs> I wear it purple. This is a real song that I made up. So. Here's a list of things that Max does as Adam Sandler. It's the, he's playing this character. And this is supposed to be the hero that we care about and later on gets redeemed in the film by doing things that are complete failures and he's the worst. Okay. Feel free to interrupt me anytime if you want to talk about anything here. Okay. Because I don't care if we go out of order in this movie. I, don't, okay. I honestly don't care about anything anymore after watching this film. It wasn't that bad. I felt empty. And then the, the more I thought about individual scenes and analyzing it, because what we're doing right now, like normal people don't ever have to like overanalyze these films. They're yeah. just like, ah, that was, a, you know, it's just on emotion. But then we go back and really go in depth. And that's where the pain is, Dan. Number one, Dine and Dash. Oh yeah, he I'm not does gonna. That. Yeah, I'm not gonna put him. in Well, wait. How does he do it? We haven't even explained this. We oh, we can talk about it, but like, I have a long list. So. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about. Here's what I'll do. Let's I'll, talk I'll about name... all the shit first, and then talk about whether you think that his, his ability justifies <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the way in which he behaves. Let's do a mini game now that okay. I just thought of. So I'm gonna say the law he broke, and you're gonna tell me the scene very quickly what it was. Okay. So okay, Dine and Dash. <laughs> He becomes a black man, okay. and then he goes and he eats an expensive meal in an expensive restaurant, yep. and then, guess what? He goes into the bathroom, and uh-huh. the maitre d' person in the bathroom, like the, the hand washer, sees him yes. walk into a stall, then sees him walk out as Adam Sandler from uh-huh. the same stall, and the bathroom guy's like, what? And then that was fun. And I guess that was supposed to be funny. Oh, let's just get out of the way that Adam Sandler basically has a magic cobbler machine that can make him turn into other people when he puts their shoes on. Oh, I thought that was implied. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the plot was so stupid, it was just like, yeah, we get it. It's cobbler. It's magic. So it's magic bullshit. Who cares? All right. Breaking and entering. Oh, I don't even remember this one. He, he breaks into many people's houses. He breaks into the British guy's house. Oh, yeah, he you're right. So the, the entire film. house. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Stealing multiple things. I mean, we'll, we can cover that watches. later. He tries to steal the watches, the money, tons of stuff. Extortion. <laughs> At the very end of the film, when he tricks that woman and <laughs> pretends Jesus to be the old Christ. man and steals his money. Kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Kidnaps some people, ties them up many times. He's a peeping Tom. See, I'm glad He's, that you pulled all these out because I did not see these connections. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spies on women, just like Olaf. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. connection. Grand Theft Auto. There's literally a scene where it just jump cuts to him in a, a sports car driving down the highway, going really fast, laughing uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. That's not his car, man. <laughs> he stole that shit. I know. Robbery. He's, he fucking holds up a guy to steal his shoes so he can pretend to be him later. So he can get that guy's car. Yes. How insane is that, dude? So his magical machine, he's the... Only fucking cobbler in his neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. But everybody from New York City goes to him for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's more than one cobbler in New York City. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Cobblers yeah, are very refined so. people, and I tend to stay away from them, and I leave restaurants whenever they walk in. Here's the deal. He changes into people by putting yeah. on their shoes after he has worked on them and his magical stitching machine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, my question is, what are the repercussions for all the people that he actually is impersonating? Yeah, he's probably like, ruined everyone's he, life. Oh, yeah, because that one um, transvestite is obviously going to be indicted for murder. Because her shoes were at the scene in which he stabbed somebody in the throat. Well, if his dad didn't clean up the, the fucking murder scene, that's the thing. Mm, no. <laughs> there's in the, Yeah, there's people cleaning up murder scenes in this movie. Oh, also there's murder, which is the next thing. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We hadn't talked uh, about the murder The main character yet. fucking straight up kills someone. Yeah. Identity theft, fraud, assault and battery, and of course, everyone's favorite, attempted rape. This is pitched as a comedy. Not even a dark comedy. Like a, No, a happy-go-lucky, hey, I'm yeah. Adam Sandler comedy. Yeah. yeah. And many of those things also happen, coincidentally, I don't, I don't think there's a real correlation, in The Sinful Dwarf. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not saying it right. The Sinful Dwarf! The Sinful Dwarf. <laughs> 1973's The Sinful Dwarf! The Sinful Dwarf. Murder and mayhem! The Sinful Dwarf. He's a molester and a murderer! The Sinful Dwarf. He'll touch your dick! Without your permission. The Sinful Dwarf. He'll jump up and down on your bed, whether you like it or not. The Sinful Dwarf. He plays the piano for his mother. The, the Sinful, Sinful Dwarf. dwarf. <laughs> he abducts 12-year-old girls. Oh, God. The Sinful Dwarf. In my mind, that girl was 18 and everything was fine and legal, all right? Absolutely not. Yeah, wow. What an opening to that film. Mm. <laughs> it's so insane. Basically, the opening to that film... He has this hilarious puppy. The Sinful Dwarf. Yeah, it's he has this like uh, uh, mechanical dog that yips. Yip, 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 yip. It's a little poodle that he has on a string. And a little girl is playing hopscotch, who is just a grown woman pretending to be a little girl. Mm -hmm. And he tricks her into picking up the dog. What's that? Keep telling yourself that. I am. Whatever makes you sleep at night. I have to. Yes, yes. It will make me sleep at night because if I don't, everything about this film... Gets worse, way worse. Yeah, which is why it is um, insane. So that's fun. I mean, I guess the movie's over, right? We've covered everything. <laughs> oh yeah, all the misdemeanors and crimes, absolutely. Um. So what happens in this movie, Dan? Well, it starts off. You see the little kid as a or the cobbler as a little kid, and his dad's uh-huh. talking about how. Uh, this is my magic stitching machine, and it was handed down from my granddad before me, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I want you to take it because it's a family heirloom, and you're going to run my shop, and whatever, so on and so forth. Yeah. But some of the content of that conversation was talking about how a stranger came into their midst and taught them something. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's like it's setting it, us up for a flashback to meet that stranger. But it flashes forward into Adam Sandler's future. Yeah, and we never meet the mysterious stranger either. Exactly. So I'm like, what the fuck was that You're shit? You're right, that kind of does set up something. Like, they kind of say that maybe, because like they helped a vagrant, and that that's who gave them the, the machine. Uh, my problem is, is the music that they're playing is terrible. But you know what? The musical score from The Sinful Dwarf, the Sinful Dwarf. was actually extremely good. Yeah, I really enjoyed good. it. Like the credit sequence, disturbing, is phenomenal. It's so just percussion by uh, craziness, yeah. and then oh, dude, the fucking screeching guitar during fucking rape scenes are <laughs> insane. I have never 
ever ever seen anything like that before i did not know what to do with myself i couldn't i couldn't do it i I just froze because it was was so unnerving to watch and then this amazing sounding music came in and you just we're in this whirlpool Mm -hmm. of fuck yeah (laughs) what really got me is the the two musical numbers that mrs lash does who is olaf's insane yes the choo-choo bonga or whatever Mm -hmm. basically they're they're equating that song to that woman getting raped yeah and they even go as far as to say they they go as far as to sync the words no 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 yeah with the woman saying the same thing yeah oh oh god like for such a lowbrow smut film there's the so much art house, interesting yes. visuals I've never and seen an art dialogue. film so depraved before. Yeah, I would even, you, like, this is, I've seen smut. I, have, I really have. This is mm-hmm. a category all on its own. I've never seen a, a film like this. For sure. This is insanity. And at the same time, it's a very, very good film, which is yeah. disturbing. Visually striking, interesting to watch. Which makes it really crazy. I'd say the only places that it fails are the jump scares. But any any other time, the creepy at, creepy atmosphere, some of the stuff when she's in the closet hiding from the Mrs. Lash, that was scary. Oh, yes, the cobbler. <laughs> I forgot. We are supposed to talk about that movie. So Dumbass doesn't like his life. Uh, Max is standing outside. He sees a very attractive couple with a chauffeur in a limousine. And he's like, I want to be like them. I hate my life. I don't want to be a cobbler like my dad. And then Steve Buscemi shows up and is like the, the father figure to him, literally yeah. and figuratively. And he, he says, hey, guess what? Let me show you what would happen if you were never born. Yep. And then yep. Adam Sandler is like, oh, Clarence, I want to live again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I was going to build on that, but I liked it so much. I couldn't think of anything else. So basically, Steve Buscemi owns a barber shop, And throughout the film, he gives Adam Sandler pickles and, and life lessons and advice. And cleans up And, uh, you know, it corpses. really makes me upset. Because mm-hmm. where have I gone in my life? Why am I not receiving pickles from steve buscemi on a daily oh basis God, i know i feel like that was we both went I mean, wrong somewhere yeah it, it, as shitty as this film is that image to me really stuck out and i wish i had that in my life because he every single fucking time he's like hey you want a pickle like he says it out loud doesn't even yeah. like never misses a beat never just hands you the fucking pickle he asks mm-hmm, you first mm-hmm, he's like hey mm-hmm. do you want a pickle <laughs> and i it, it makes me it, it made my heart melt every single time yeah me too i mean I made my something happen some mm. down down there. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that as well. Oh, I'm getting, probably getting the movies confused again. So <laughs> Sandler hates his life, basically. He goes back into his shop. He makes it's not surprising. Love interest. I mean, you yeah. know he is Adam Sandler. Sandler in this movie is a wooden board for Adam people Sandler. to talk at. Yeah. He basically plays Adam Sandler. He's a cardboard cutout of Adam Sandler. Yeah. And... He just, it, yeah. it, it seems like he's trying. It's just, it's just sad. It just makes me sad. Yeah. And uh, this woman walks in. I don't. I think her name is Carmen or something. Carmen San Diego. And she's like, I want a petition to petition to make our city great, and I want to keep all the old establishments, and and I don't want any new renovations. And then Adam Sandler's kind of like, Well, what if I want to sell my place? Which what if I, I don't really want to keep this place? Did enjoy that was that. interesting. I liked yes. that line. Delivery. He's like. 
what about my my views on on keeping this place? Because she's like, I want to keep the cobbler place here, and I want to. Because not everybody, not every small business owner who was born into this is happy about it. Maybe I do want to change, and maybe you should not. Maybe you should. But yet, at the end, he's forced back into being a cobbler because. Oh, of course, they're fucking magic superheroes, and now he loves it. It's like, oh, should I follow my dreams? No, I should just keep being a dentist because my dad was a dentist. And maybe I'll well, get a no, 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 no. Should I follow my dreams, or should I be able to get away with every goddamn crime known to man? Yes. Jeez, basically become the hitman. So in a weird scene, she's like, I want to show you something. They just met, by the way. So he walks outside, and she's like, Look, it's the city. It's so amazing. I want to keep it this way. I would be like, all right, crazy lady. I'm going to go back in my shop now. You're fucking wasting my time. Like, I'm working. That's probably going to be the only interesting thing that happens in the movie, I think, is, is that setup of what he wants to do with his life. Mm-hmm. He, he lives with his mom. We, we find that out. His mom is going senile. And in a hilarious, zany scene, his mom is like, oh, I made dinner for you. It's in the, it's in the microwave. He goes, opens the microwave. There's a purse in it. And he's like, Oh, there's a purse. He absolutely has no reaction. Just takes it, puts it on the table, like because oh. he's used to it. That's uh. that's what that was supposed to convey. But again, uh. it's like a cardboard Adam Sandler. He could have shook his head. He could have done anything, any kind of emotion to convey to the audience, except for like a blank stare. It was not good. Let's just say, and that's well, how all the jokes are. They're just I flat. mean. You don't even know there are jokes when they come by. You kind of like think about it. Like thirty seconds later, like oh, that was a joke. In walks the no the the villain Leon oh (laughs) who is so evil he's just the scum of the earth this guy he's a gangster he's a thug he never says anything remotely human I felt it to be so bizarre that he was that bad of a dude because he didn't look like that bad of a dude. Well, I thought he was pretty intimidating, but here's the deal. They set this up from the very beginning. They couldn't even wait five minutes before the very main, like, like when they do the flashback, they're like, well, you have to walk a mile in a man's shoes to really know him. You're like, oh, great. Thanks, movie. So the whole idea of walking a mile in a man's shoes is supposed to be like the villain Leon is bad, but maybe if you walked a mile in his shoes, you'd learn more about him and feel sympathetic. Which you is know, what I thought we was going to be. the character. But instead... Which, yeah, we just find out he's worse. the wayside, yeah. You just find out he's even more despicable. And every... So it's, it's supposed to be about preconceived notions and then humanizing someone and mm-hmm. being able to relate to them. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be the premise because they set it up so much. And the payoff to that is, oh yeah, he is a monster. He is terrible. It's, it's frustrating. So Leon, the Leon character is just Leon. a nightmare. He's a real piece of shit. He treats the cobbler uh, really poorly. And when he shoe shines man. his shoes, yeah, he calls him shoe man and shit, like very disrespectful. And he's like, you better have my fucking shoes ready by six o'clock tonight or I'm going to kill you, basically, he says. Like, I'm going to come back here and just fucking kill you. Then he's like, he's like oh, okay. I'm kidding. So he's working on his shoes. His machine breaks. Then he goes to, uh, I believe, the basement. Mm-hmm. Which I am going to equate to the attic from the Simple Dwarf. I feel like they're basically the same place. They are the where all the magic happens. (laughs) Wow. So that's where the rape happens, guys. Don't worry. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I also what wanted kind of to crazy equate... implications does that make for the cobbler? It's like if magic equals rape, then uh-huh. what is actually happening yeah, in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, I also have another another theory that Max is actually a serial killer, and all the people's shoes that he wears are just trophies from people he has killed. And when he turns into those people, he's just insane, and he's assuming their Dude, identities. That's like the he really doesn't color. change. Yeah. So that's basically what's going on. Adam Sandler is a Zodiac killer. I also want to mention, too, that he's always wearing this big, stupid overcoat and that scarf, and he Mm -hmm. never fucking changes his clothes. How does no one recognize him? He follows Leon around so often. Here's the thing with that. I feel like that was done on purpose so we could identify, so we know it's actually him and that person. It's for the dummies. But it, like you said, directly works against itself because... It's so fucking obvious that it's a yeah. big, stupid red scarf that he wears everywhere. Even if you were like, that's weird. I keep seeing the same people in the same exact clothes. You would still think something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, something is up. This is fucking weird. But I-, I wanted to also quickly mention, we talked about Miss Lash. I equate Mrs. Lash to the mom yes, in absolutely. The Cobbler. Because for one, they're both crazy. For two, their sons pander to their every whim. Yes. For three, they're both not proud of their son. For four, (laughs) it gets dangerously close to incest a lot of the time. Oh, you're right. And for five, they both die. (laughs) Coincidence? I think not. No, which is why it Mm. makes so much Mm. sense that Olaf Mm. directed this movie. Yep. It's all coming together. So, Max works on the shoes with the his dad's old machine because mm-hmm. his his new machine broke he's using it and he's sitting there waiting for Leon to show up he never does and because Max is a creepy weirdo psychopath who wants to walk a mile in other people's shoes he he decides to put those fucking shoes on mhm and then what happens this makes him turn into Leon and he freaks out he's like looking in a mirror and it and, like, jumps and, like, throws the shoes. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think that when Olaf wrote this film, mm-hmm. he was right. He was projecting himself onto Max. And Max is, like, the person that he wanted to be. Like, his ideal human. Yeah, but still has the same issues that Olaf yes, had. Yes, yes, yeah. He's creepy. dealing with his entire he's, life. He's loathsome. He's unredeemable. He tricks women into having sex with them against their will. And he kills people. Both of these characters, Olaf and Max, do the all of person. these things. Yes. Case Holy fucking shit. closed. <laughs> you know, haven't really told you about this, but this yeah. uh, film, The Cobbler, reminds me that my dad left me a pair of shoes. Oh, he did? Yeah. And I haven't even took them out of the box yet because they look kind of old and shitty. And they're oh. in this, they're not even in a traditional shoe box. It was weird. It was like almost like leather bound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's interesting. Um, I think I'm gonna go put them on. Yeah, I feel like in the spirit of the cobbler starring Adam Sandler from 2014, you should definitely put those shoes on. I you think the audience to... will really like it I too. Think so too. Let me go get. It. All right, all right, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna have Dan put these shoes on. Okay, so I got them. Okay, ten and a half. Good. That's a good size. Oh, that's, it's that's ten good and a half. Yes. That's good. It's good to know. Yes. So, uh, uh, here I go. All right, Dan is putting the shoes on. And, oh, my God! Oh, my God! Dan, what happened? Oh my, who's that? Hello. 
It is me, Olaf. Oh, it's Olaf from the Sinful Dwarf. The Sinful Dwarf. <laughs> yes, it is. It is me. Wow, this is such an honor to have you here. I, I don't know what you mean. So, so wait, where did Dan go? Who? Oh, he doesn't know who Dan is. Okay, so, Olaf, I don't want you to be alarmed, but I think through cobbler magic, you have become my good friend and podcast co-host, Dan. Oh, you mean like the film from 2014, The Cobbler, starring Adam Sandler, which I most definitely wrote and Holy directed. shit, I knew it! <laughs> Fucking knew it, man! It's awesome. on the internet. You do not get credit. Okay, so Olaf, I mean, I don't, I don't, I know you're a really busy guy, but do you think maybe we could do like an inside the actor studio kind of a thing? I could ask you some questions because I don't think I'm ever going to get this opportunity again to speak to you. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, let's do it. So I just happen to have some questions here. I mean, I, I just like you came prepared. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Is it okay if I call you the sinful dwarf? Is that fine? I would allow it. So, Olaf, what do you think of that blonde girl? <laughs> <laughs> she was nice. <laughs> so, I'm looking for a new place to live. Why do you think I should rent at your apartment? Oh, wait, my current apartment, the one from 1970. I get confused this a lot. Is a, this is any apartment. Just oh, a, I'm six pounds a week. Okay, that's definitely. Afford it. It okay. is. I have a nice bed. <laughs> That's good. I like nice beds. Mm. So where can I get more toys, Olaf? Of course, you find them upstairs with me. <laughs> oh God! I can only okay. show you how to get upstairs to find the toys. I don't think I want to go upstairs. No, oh, but you should because uh... I would not continue the interview unless we go upstairs. All right. I guess we have to go upstairs, guys. Okay, so we're upstairs now. <laughs> it's very musty up here. So, oh, I want to ask you some questions about the film, actually. Thank if you. If that's all right. Because I, I know you're a busy guy, so we'll just get down to it. So, did you have to give Adam Sandler any direction for his acting during any of these scenes? Not really. You see, yeah. I needed somebody who was very depressed and a nihilist already. And he <laughs> yeah. was uh -huh. a perfect match. I didn't you... even... I did not even audition him. Would you consider yourself to be a nihilist? Well, I mean, <laughs> I love my mother, but she was so, so oppressing. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I guess uh, my final question would be, what inspired you to create, write, and direct The Cobbler 2014 starring Adam Sandler? It was obviously the story of my life. Oh, okay. All right. You did not see the connection between the mother and my mother? How about no, yeah, yeah, okay. the basement and the attic? I think Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, yeah. I think that those connections are so concrete. <laughs> Can we talk more about the little girl? <laughs> what? <laughs> what little girl? You haven't mentioned my favorite. Uh, I guess we could talk about that. I'm not, I'm not sure what you mean. She I was mean. playing a hopscotch. Oh, <laughs> Olaf, that was that was from the other film you were in called The Sinful Dwarf, right? I am The Sinful Dwarf. That's why I that's why I let you call me. But you died in that movie. You died at the end of it. <gasps> Wait, are you a ghost? And you inhabited my friend's shoes? No, I am just me. <laughs> you know what? That's a good life lesson. We should all just be ourselves and not try to be other people. Thank you, Sinful Dwarf. But... 
I impose my will onto Mr. Sandler. He performed for me. He was like my toy, just like the girls are all my toys. Jesus Christ. Well, that's all, about all the time we have for you. Well, well actually, I don't have a co-host anymore. Would you? How do you feel about hosting the rest of the show forever? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> wait, wait, who was I'm that just now? Is Dan breaking through? He is mine. You cannot have him back. <laughs> I would love to. Well, all right. I mean, you heard it here for, uh, first, folks. Thanks, catfish. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you a fan of the show? <laughs> I watch every episode. He watches the episodes. He doesn't listen. That's interesting. I know when you are sleeping. He's just like Santa. Santa is in The Sinful Dwarf, by the way. Great camera. Where do you I'm... think Santa learned how to be omnipotent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Wait, did you put a cane up Dustin Hoffman's ass? I don't get that reference. <laughs> he, remember, he rapes, he rapes the main character with a cane. He puts a cane in her pussy. Oh, my God. I forgot all of You forgot this. about the pussy cane scene from the Sinful Dwarf? The Sinful Dwarf. Wait, is that Dan? Am I talking to Dan? Dan, come back to me. Oh. Dan, is that you? I took off the shoes. Oh, thank God. I mean, you know, I could have taken it either way, but. No, I heard everything. So, Dan, now that you're back, mm -hmm. I do have a little game I want to play with you that oh. involves the Sinful Dwarf. Oh. And I think it's going to be a new regular if we keep getting films that are insanely disturbing or whatever. Oh, I thought like we could always play the Sinful Dwarf game. The Sinful Dwarf. Oh, no, no, no. It's So I'm going to call it The Parent's Guide. <laughs> From and, IMDb? Yeah. And I didn't realize that this was a feature on IMDb until like 10 minutes before we started recording. You didn't? I watch, I no. look at that shit all the time. Like, what I, am I, I going to get I'm myself into today? It. Hopefully you did not look at this, because nope. we are going to play I a did game. Not. Okay, we're just going to go with what IMDb says. We all know it's wrong, but we'll give we'll give our, your guest rating, 1 through 10, on the category. Uh -huh. And then we'll give your prankster rating based on all the things I say, all the things I list, I guess. Okay. And that's how we can keep the dream of the prankster alive okay. for all of us. I'm still waiting okay. on that PDF. That prank DF. That prank DF dough. So sex and nudity, one to ten. Ten being the, the worst. Like there is a lot of fucking sex and nudity. One being there is none. In the sinful what would dwarf? You rate it? Yes, in the sinful dwarf. What would you rate it? A ten. Okay. That is correct. A ten for sex and nudity. Female sex slaves are shown in a room naked. Various sex scenes show clients having sex with women. In some instances, a man's erection is shown along with the female's genitals. A husband and wife have sex oh, while the man exactly watches what them scene that is. from a hole in the wall. Oh my god, okay. A guys. woman's bare breast and butt can be seen in a man's butt. Um, a man rapes a woman using a cane. It's implied he penetrates her with it after to fondle her nipples. Uh, an older woman bears breasts are shown as she gets dressed. Well, it's, yeah, it does happen. A woman is forcibly <laughs> stripped down to her bra and panties. Does it mention the rapes? There's many rapes, they should also say. The woman wears fitting clothes throughout the film. Fitting clothes. Dude, that sweater she wears in that film. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> her nipples are visible through her tops. Her bare breasts are also shown when she's changing. Jesus. All right. Violence and gore. What would you give it? Uh, 
what was your prankster rating for that? Prankster rating? Yeah, for the oh, first Oh, dude, category. that's like a 21. Okay, 21. All right. Like, that Collins is... And gore. The, the level of depravity in this... The, the sex in The Sinful Dwarf is uh-huh. Uh-huh. at almost above the devil, I want to say, in terms yeah. of psychological honestly, and yeah, physical yeah. damage. Yeah, 21 yeah. for me, too, for sure. It's, yeah, it's up there absolutely. with the devil's prank. Like, I wouldn't be surprised seeing that prank in the film. I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, yep, that fits perfectly. Oh, yeah. So violence and gore. Violence and gore, I'd say probably uh, for the time period or just in general for IMDb? Let's say for the time period if you were rating it then. Let's give it an 8. On here, it says a six. Oh. And uh, I'll read it to you. A, a young woman is knocked over the head. Uh-huh. A man shoots a woman. A man hits another man on the head with a cane. A man commits suicide. Hmm. Okay. And there's mild blood. Mild blood. Um, also, mm-hmm. a woman is penetrated with a blunt object. Yeah, apparently that's not violence. Mm. So it's not very violent. So profanity. Five. Not even. So it's not even rated on this, so I would give it a one. So I, they apparently, according to people who made this, which are, I think are just other IMDb members, no profanity. It's perfectly fine. If you don't want your kids to hear profanity, let them watch this film. <laughs> Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Oh, that's definitely going to be like a nine, right? You're, yeah, you're close. It's an eight they put here. I would think it'd be a fucking 10 because they literally use heroin to keep women locked in mm-hmm. the fucking attic. It's insane. And the movie revolves around and teddy bears full of drugs. And Lash drinking smokes alcohol. constantly and yeah. drinks everywhere. Yeah, there's just like every other scene on that table, there's another empty vodka bottle. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> there is pervasive alcohol use, drug abuse, intravenous addiction, and casual smoking that occurs throughout the movie. What would be the opposite of cat? Like very like hardcore smoking. Like uh, uh. it's like a huge like barrel full of cigarettes. Like smoking it all. Okay, frightening, intense scenes. Oh, um, ten. Yeah, you'd think it'd be a ten, but apparently it's only a seven. Wow. Characters throughout the film are watch? operating a sex wait, wait, slave wait. ring. Okay. Question. Yeah. The person making this, uh-huh. was it like me or was it like you who fast forwards through shit? I did not fast forward through this film. I'm surprised I didn't. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't too because there was one that was very hard to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may have looked away, but I definitely watched it. Females are shown to be abused and raped by the clients. Mm. This is a seven. This is what constitutes, somebody thought, a seven. This is like... One of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So that's the game. That was fun. I hope you liked it. I did. So my next thing I was going to try to equate. Go back to the cobbler. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Is that the one film that we were supposed to review? I believe the cobbler is creepier than the sinful dwarf. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. more disturbing. Okay. (laughs) Or just as disturbing. So let me read you some of this stuff here. Okay. So, Max stares dead-eyed at everyone and can barely interact with people. Is that fair to say? He is Adam Sandler, yes. Like Olaf. Okay. He's constantly stalking people and asking them about their shoe size, which he's always like, is that a ten and a half? That's like his his cat called like how Olaf would say, I have more toys upstairs. It's literally the same dialogue. He's Again, going to molest and kill you. This is Adam your, Sandler. Your, your shoes. The life and your times shoes. of. Yes. He's always eating phallic salty pickles. 
and they're everywhere all the time, shoving them in his mouth. People are shoving it to him, asking him to eat their pickle constantly. He always, wears, he always wears the same clothes. We talked about this. And he never changes them. He just wears the same clothes for days and days. Like a crazy person. Almost every scene in The Cobbler is creepy and disturbing. Would you agree? I mean, not to the extent of... The sinful dwarf. But anytime they were trying to go for anything, I always felt unnerved and creeped out by the main character. Uh, yeah. Because of how disgusting and weird he was. And like all the crimes I, I listed before as well. That he commits. I feel like I don't know because we we were we I was yelling at you the other week about the idea of suspension of disbelief, uh-huh. and you have to do it hardcore with this movie. Yes, big time. But <laughs> then at the end, whenever he fi- he fixes the whole problem with the guy being evicted and blah 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 blah, uh-huh. the woman Carmen comes up to him at the very end. And she's like, "How did you do all this?" And then he just kind of deadpan stares back at her and smiles. Right, yeah. stupid. So, because there wasn't an answer there, it feels, I, I think that anxiety that you're talking about, the creepiness, like, there's never a, it's magic that works. It's like, oh, magic happens, so we can just get away with whatever the fuck we want to. Even that I was okay with. I, I meant, like, his interactions with other people constantly are all fucking creepy, because his main goals are just to pretend to be other people and rob and steal from them and molest women. Or uh, puts on his father's shoes, turns into his father, played by Dustin Hoffman, might I add. Yes. And... Goes on a date with his own mom. Goes at the, But before he goes on the date with his own mom, looks directly in the mirror and says, Hi, Pop, yes. talking to himself in his so father's face. Weird. weird so shit. weird. It's also established that if you put on a dead man's shoes... You'll look like how the dead corpse looks. Oh, yeah, zombie human. Which is actually pretty interesting, because he puts on a, a dead person. He's like, oh, he's dead, he's dead. And I was like, oh, that was... Well, let's, let's think about this for a second. So, okay. he gives his mom the dream date of her life with uh-huh. her husband, and he is having dinner with his mother yeah. in his father's body. Can we insane. humor... Yeah, very insane. But can we humor myself just a little bit more and take that dinner to the bedroom and talk which about... It does. Even more than just the, so basically she the, the he kisses her goodnight and then she dies the next morning. But what yeah. I want to know is what happened during that cutaway scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's talk about Adam Sandler fucked. in his father's body having sex they with his own mother. Fucked. Let's talk about it for another hour. What I hated the most about this scene is when Adam Sandler is pretending to be his father and he meets his mother, even though she's senile, she's like, where have you been all this time? You left us. Cause apparently in the, in the story, the father left and they never explained why he never did. And he's like, well, I'm here now. So what's the big deal? And she's like, all right. <laughs> and that's how I felt about that scene. It's <laughs> like, fuck you. I don't like movie doesn't care. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Anytime any of this shit's brought up, where you're like, even the movie will try to address it, and they're just like, ah, whatever. So that dumb shit happens. His his mom dies. They go to the funeral. Steve Buscemi tries to comfort him and say, like, well, I'm sure your dad wished he could be here. Oh, and he starts saying stuff like that, and that's when I realized Steve Buscemi is his dad. So I did figure that out. I was like, oh, I didn't he's that fucking the cobbler. Yeah, because we know his dad's Wait, alive. Because whoa, no, he's not breaking. fucking the cobbler. That's a that's my uh, fanfic film actually. <laughs> Uh, called Olaf's Fucking the Cobbler. That's what's it's the fan-made sequel in my mind. So let's try to briefly run through what happens so we can get to the good stuff. Oh, there's there's more? Yeah. What good stuff? Adam Sandler eats pickles. Bad Great guy job. shows up. Mm-hmm. Threatens to 
kill him and talk shit about his mom. He basically, the cobbler's like, I'm not going to give you these shoes because you're being a dick. So he leaves. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. So then Adam Sandler starts stalking him very creepily. He finds where he lives. He pretends to be him. Sneaks into his house. We find out he's been beating his girlfriend up. He wants to steal his watches. Uh, Leon shows up. They fight. Tries to strangle him. He tases him. Ties him up. Demands to know where the watches are. In a terrible scene where he pretends to be a little boy. And he's like, you better tell me where the watches are. He's like, I ain't going to tell you shit. He's like, you'll be sorry. So he threatens that he's going to torture him. Mm -hmm. He leaves the room. Comes back as the cross-dressing man. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you pick on? Did you pick up what the torture was actually in this scene, and the uh, joke? Probably having to look at that if that yes. is the torture. Yeah, which the is joke why, was. Yeah, there's a man cross dressing. I can't bear to be around him. You are that hilarious movie. That's the yeah, and that kind of fits with Adam Sandler films. I know this isn't a film he made, but he probably looked at the screenplay and was like. Oh, we can hate against minorities and people that aren't like me? Oh, sign me up. <laughs> or, this shit's hilarious. Or for, I love it. Okay, so he goes into that one Leon's stash of weapons, finds a fucking taser, mm-hmm. and then plays with it. Goes, he's like, oh. Tases what? himself. Then he tases himself. As if we needed that Played for laughs, I guess. Yeah. Adam Sandler laughs. laughs. made me think it was terrible. It was mm. awful. Which is, like, I'm saying, like, every fucking movie yeah. that he's in. Yeah. So he pretends to be the cross-dressing lady, and then his friends come over, knock on the door. He's like, oh, shit, my, my dogs are here, dog, shoot. So he pretends to be Leon again, because he finds out that they're here to collect some money. Mm-hmm. So they go with him. They're like, oh, we have to make a stop. They go to a warehouse where this guy is being tied up. What? A warehouse. Oh. My. God. It slipped by me. I didn't know. Man, if only the sinful, the sinful dwarf, the sinful dwarf, took place in a warehouse, I would shit myself. Dude, Warehouse 2, Olaf's Revenge. (laughs) He has more toys now. He couldn't fit them all in the attic. <laughs> oh, Olaf is back! Oh, no! <laughs> no, he's not back. So, they have a guy tied up, and I, to the credit of the the other actors in the film, trying to pretend to be a boring, bland Adam Sandler, they actually do a pretty good job of being a wooden board, like he is. Because when they're actually acting, they're pretty decent. And then when you act like Adam Sandler, they do a good job, because all they do is act like an idiot. So... He runs in the bathroom. He's like, what am I going to do? And he decides he's going to ask the guy, "Are you, have you been a good boy this year? And he's like, yes. He's like, okay, I'm going to let you go then. I'm the boss. You have to listen to me. So they let the fucking guy go. And you know it's a setup for later? And the payoff for this setup is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they could have cut these scenes with the, the guy getting tortured and what happens later completely out of the film and it would not affect anything in any way. So he goes... Meets with a blonde lady who is, I guess, the villain, the real villain of the film. He gives him a bunch of money to do a hit. He's not understanding this. He's like, I just want the money. So he takes the money and then he goes back to Leon's apartment. Leon's there. They fight and Leon's going to kill him and he's still in the stiletto shoes and he accidentally stabs Leon in the throat and kills him in cold-blooded murder. 
He dies. And then Adam Sandler, like a genius, leaves all of the money and all the evidence there. Yeah. Goes home, goes and turns himself into police and realizes that when he, he goes there with the police, they don't believe him, really. Someone's cleaned up the body and everything. It turns out that Steve Buscemi did it as his dad because he is a, I guess, a professional hitman mafia boss who is fine with cleaning up murders, yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, he and, is Steve Buscemi. And it, they kind of make out the cobblers to be assassins. So they think the cops think he's crazy. He goes home. He finds the bag full of money and all the evidence back at his shop. He's like, mm-hmm. what's going on? So Sandler tries to do the right thing again. Like every time he tries to redeem himself, like when he goes to the cops, when he does this, it's just always the wrong thing. Buscemi tries to stop him, gets into an argument with him. If it hasn't become apparent that Steve Buscemi is his dad, you know, it's it's hitting pretty hard right now. He goes back to the blonde lady, gives her the money. She, of course, decides to kill him mm-hmm. because he knows about the hitman plot. He gets thrown into a trunk or back of his back seat or whatever. He turns into, for some reason, he has the dead man's shoes on so he can put them on. I don't know how. No, he had means, all guess. of the shoes in his duffel in a, bag. And they brought the bag with yeah. him? Okay. That's so funny. He is like a superhero with his like utility belt. He's like, oh, let me get my new duffel shoes bag on. and completely impractical. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. And then he puts the shoes on, scares him, thinks they're a zombie. The cars crash. He jumps out of the car as the zombie, and like little kids are there, and this is all played for laughs, by the way. It's supposed to be wacky and zany. And he goes up to the kid, he's like, I'm not a monster, I'm not a monster. And the kid's like, Oh, he's not even saying that. He's just screaming. He's like, Yeah, he can still talk normally. Why would he do the fake monster thing? Yes, he can. He's done it before. When he first turned into the zombie, he was like, Oh, I'm dead, I'm dead. Oh. As the zombie, he can still talk. Plot hole because he says that, but then at this point, he's like, oh, oh, and yeah. then he takes off the shoes, like, and then he starts talking. Yes, like, exactly. And he's even walking like a, a, a stereotypical zombie kind of a thing at the kid. Why would he ever do that? Just for the gag. It's just for the gag. So he takes off the shoes finally. Um, God, who knows what the fuck happens? Do you even know? I don't remember. Um, I don't know, but I think that's like a good uh, explanation of Adam Sandler's career. Just for the gag, guys. <laughs> Just for the ball gag. I guess. Oh, so he goes to tell his love interest that there's a big plot to kill the old man that she's trying to defend. Like We didn't really mention this, but who cares? Because she's trying to like keep this old apartment building there. And I feel like she's the villain for wanting to keep this one man. Because in this apartment building, right, no one lives there anymore. Mm-hmm. There's only one dude who's there. He doesn't own the apartment building. It's... Him staying there, he's gotten many eviction notices. He should fucking leave. They're going to pay him money anyways. He's not supposed to be there. Another company owns this building, so they can do whatever they want, right? So I feel like the old man is the villain, and that and his love interest and Adam Sandler are the bad guys. Yeah. So short story long, Adam Sandler derps around. They, he comes up with a scheme to pretend to be the old man. He fucking beats up and kidnaps these two thugs that work for the woman, they frame the woman, put her on Channel 9 Eyewitness News. Who fucking cares? She confesses to everything and says she's evil. They catch it on tape. They save the day. And then that girl falls in love with him. And they're like, we're going to go on a date. One thing I really hated, too, there's a terrible, awkward scene where Max is talking with his love interest. And she's like, you just, you're not trying to 
to help me so you can date with me, are you? But like the line delivery, I might get the scene because it was so terrible. Max, I really need to get back to the office. Oh, it sounds crazy, but I'm not crazy. You gotta believe me. Max, I'm gonna ask you this one time and I want you to tell me the truth. Are you making this all up just to get with me? What? No, I swear. I do think you're very pretty, but I'm telling you the truth. Okay, so who are these people? Do you know any names? It's so, it like sums up the movie perfectly how god awful the scene is and just how poorly the lines are delivered. I don't know if it's because of the script or what, but fuck was it bad. And uh, then we finally find out that, like I said, he, he goes to talk to Steve Buscemi. It's now, his dad. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. At this point, did you think that the movie was yes. going to be over? Uh, in my mind, it was over. I, well, yeah, a in long your mind, ago. it was over like a couple of minutes ago. But whenever I was watching it, mm-hmm. it felt like it ended. And I'm like, there are still 15 minutes left in this. Oh, part. do you know why? I forgot to mention because he goes back as the now dead Leon, and his face is all white, which I kind of thought was a nice touch because mm-hmm. he's like dying or decomposing. He goes to. Leon's girlfriend and gives her all the watches. It's like, here's Sally's watches, which I'm like, why is this scene in the movie? I guess he's still trying to redeem himself for all the felonies he's committed and, and third degree murder. So then he gets kidnapped by the guy, the same guy who he let go, which is like karma or whatever. I don't know. Or see that even goes against walking a mile in your, someone's shoes and it doesn't fit the theme at all. So that guy's like, we're going to kill you. He puts him in a car. Of course the car crashes because where else can we write the scene? The guy, they basically written themselves into a wall. I don't even know why these scenes are in the fucking film. It's pointless. What, are we just going to start a whole other fucking movie where he's, he's kidnapped by these people? It's awful. So uh, uh, his dad is there to clean up the mess. Uh, presumably he kills everyone in that car. His father. And then, you know, hides the bodies like he does because he's good at that. They should be dry cleaners, not cobblers, if you know what I mean. Taking out the class. The, the trash. Don't you remember that? They make fun of dry cleaners. They say they're bad people. Which yeah. is, then I wrote down, <laughs> oh, there's a war between cobblers and dry cleaners? Yeah, that's the war rages on. The mm-hmm. cobbler two dry cleaner fucking I don't know. But yeah, that that would be an your, amazing Your movie. number's like, up next. Like, that's what it should be called. Dry, oh, the cobbler two. Up. Your number's up. I don't know. I, I think that would have been a more Where's entertaining movie. Someone if should if give it us were money. like, you know, the Hatfields and the McCoys, mm-hmm. but instead cobblers and dry cleaners. Exactly, man. I'm telling you. We could do like a Romeo and Juliet love story, and then we could all shoot ourselves in the head with a gun. So we're done with that film. Who cares? It's like the dad shows, takes him to the cobbler cave where he keeps this big row of like all these shoes going back like hundreds of years. And then Adam Sandler finally gets a chauffeur in a car, a limousine, like he always wanted because his dad is like a secret agent. And they get in the car together, and he's like, oh, funny story. And he tells him about the stupid cobbler magic bullshit. So that's how he becomes a secret spy. And his life is great through all the crimes and bullshit he committed. Yay, the end. What a great story. And then Mark. they go fight Spectre. Yeah, and they fight fucking Spectre. So let's talk about the film we actually give a shit about, briefly. Since I don't know how much we're going to cut or what we're going to do. Tell me about your favorite scenes in this film. Oh, let me just we'll read through my stuff. Okay, so Pretty Music and Hopscotch, Teen yep. Girl. I, here, tell you what. I'm just going to read through my notes, and then we'll pick... Just stop me whenever you... Um, sure. Okay. So Pretty Music and Hopscotch, Annoying-Ass Puppy. What the fuck? She just follows him. Yeah, that was weird. I have more toys upstairs. Is one of my notes. Yeah. Um, yep. 
Not only is he a dwarf, but he's disabled. He hobbles around with a cane and yes. he talks yeah. strangely. See, yes. that's to make him sympathetic so that we're like, oh, yeah, I can't hate Olaf. I know he's a rapey murderer man, but I feel bad. Badass music with clown and opening sequence. And then oh I my just God, that went... opening sequence is insane. Yeah. It's worth watching the film just for that. You can oh, just yeah, turn it off and be like, all right, I've seen enough. It's good. Mama got a facial scar. Oh, yeah. And Bobby Slash was a racist. They were all in love with She's dying. Such a and from the fountain That was pouring like an avalanche coming down the mountain. Couple fallen into hard times must seek out cheap rent. Can only find yes. it in society's underbelly. But they look well off. Yes, they look well to do, for sure. Which makes and me, it's like, did they run away from a family fortune? Yeah. Did they, like, were kind of eloping? And another thing that bothered me, too, is that the guy kept saying he's looking for work, but he wants to be a writer. And the girl is like, well, pursue your writing career, but also I'm not going to work. Like, why didn't she fucking go get a goddamn job? Well, it's 1970s Denmark. Did they not? Did women women weren't allowed to work in 1970? She toys upstairs. Oh, you're right, Olaf. I'm sorry. I just thought it was dumb. The she's like, is too great. All she, all she does all day is sit in that room and do nothing. And take heroin. And get yeah, well, yeah, and take heroin. But she should game. fucking... <laughs> she should fucking get a job. She's so worried about rent. She wants to get out of that fucking place. Not live there anymore. She should get a goddamn job. They both have a fucking job. Maybe they can afford a nice place. I don't know. It's dumb. Movie ruined. Continue. Music is amazing. Not statues. Pictures of statues. What? Oh yeah, whenever he's looking through the people, like you, you never see. Oh, like you just what was kinda, up with that? You kind of weird statues. Yeah, he, yeah. you kind of see a statue superimposed. Yeah, superimposed over it. But then it turns out that it's a picture of statues that he's looking through. <gasps> is that what's going on? Yeah, that like basically that's why you see his face superimposed over it because he is looking through the translucent picture of the statues to oh. watch them having sex. I thought it was just some art house bullshit. No. That's cool. It, I thought it was art house bullshit too, but it actually makes sense. That is what he's looking through to watch them have Dude, sex. Dude, sick. Yes, it's crazy. Um, a broken needle. I don't remember what that's about. Blonde yeah. woman's exploration is legitimate. Oh, holy shit. The first oh, yeah. time that the blonde woman goes out and upstairs and just exploring, mm-hmm. I was legitimately terrified. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was a scary scene of a movie. I've ne- like. For how depraved and how porno it is, mm-hmm. it's a fucking amazing film. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen a smut film that was this good, and in terms of craft, yeah, and for sure this movie is an X-rated film. the The version we watched was an R, but if you look at the people, whenever they're having sex, it looks like they're really having sex. No, because if you watch like a softcore porno, they are most they're usually like fucking each other's belly buttons and like. No, rubbing on each other no, there is a scene, scene of full-on penetration and it, oh yeah that was the scene i was talking about before that is it's so hard to watch so yeah there's another version of this out there where it's just like x-rated crazy but they it is in fucking tense i i honestly would rather watch this film with it cut down even more like get rid of a lot of the sex scenes just so i could see the great scenes that i like yeah but to keep the some of the 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 depravity because of how like when they're doing the music and how that equates to those scenes so like just cut it down a lot <laughs> no 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 and like what, what what's really interesting like do, they're doing the music that part yeah. where like the mom is singing and then she's making Olaf play piano for her mm-hmm. you learn a lot about them and even yes. though they are they are running this heroin sex dungeon they have culture mm-hmm. which is bizarre mm-hmm 
So and it's you like, learn about her relationship between her son, but from like what she used to do, her ambitions, like Mrs. Lash, you learn a lot about her. So let me, I'll, I'll just finish this off. The husband finally gets a job working for the evil Santa guy as a, as a runner, but he doesn't know he's a runner. He thinks he's just delivering packages back and forth and getting paid. While he's off, the female lead finally finds out about the basement. She gets, so like, she's going to say she's, she finds them. She's like, Oh, I'm going to call the cops. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's actually going to do something smart. She goes to call the cops and then immediately goes back up the stairs, trips on a train and then gets caught. Mm -hmm. She's like, what the fuck? Why'd you go back up there? So she's like, says she's going to do the right thing, then does the dumb thing. But if she didn't do the dumb thing, she wouldn't have gotten caught. So, I mean, where's the fun in that? (laughs) So she gets caught. Uh, Some stuff happens in quotes with a cane and other lots of fun. And then the hero, Peter, I guess, overhears Santa and the dwarf talking about the drug ring and the slavery. And he he goes back to the house and saves his wife with the police officer. But what's crazy is that the, the cops are there. There's a few cops there. The cop, they find the slave ring. They go into it. He hands Peter the gun. And he's like, Peter, do you know how to use a gun? He's like, no, I don't know. He's like, here, take my gun. And he walks out of the room. Why would he do that? <laughs> the only reason is plot convenience. So he can shoot Mrs. Lash, who was in the room. And what I kind of thought is maybe it's, the, the officer thought it was so depraved and awful what was happening that he wanted these people to die. Mm-hmm. He wanted Peter to get his revenge, so he gave him the gun on purpose knowing what he would do with it. Right. And he was going to cover it up for him. So he's like, take this gun. You're going to figure out what to do that, like, soon. I like that theory because it adds another level of depravity yeah. in, within the authority. It's like, mm-hmm. authority can recognize depravity, but we're going to handle it through, you know, Violence. Neanderthal means, yeah. essentially. Because he's basically like, the only way these people can be treated right now is with death. And then the sinful dwarf is missing. The sinful dwarf. He attacks the detective. He kills him with the cane that he put into uh, the lead actress's pussy, I'd like to mention. So that's fun. And uh, then he runs up into one of my favorite scenes. He's, he's, he opens the window and there's two police officers down there like, hey, there he is, there he is. And he's like growling and like, ah. He's like, I'm coming, girls, I'm coming. And he jumps out of the window and lands on the ground. He's bleeding. And then the small toy dog starts yipping and starts walking up to him and like lays down, like falls over, and he yeah. just starts playing it with his hands. Yeah. And the toy monkey starts going like ding 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 ding. That was amazing. And that's the final scene of the film. That was so good. It was great. Oh my god. I'm coming, girls. Oh. <sighs> that's so great. And that's not to mention all the other amazing scenes that we skipped out on. Yeah, because we had to fucking review the cobbler. So, okay, final thoughts, real quick. Um, watch the Sinful Dwarf. Don't watch the cobbler. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. The problem is, it's so hard to recommend this movie to anyone. The Sinful Dwarf, I mean, because of the intense sex scenes and some of the content. I like. I want to show people the Sinful Dwarf, but I don't want to sit with them and watch these extended fucking sex scenes you know what i mean yeah because you're gonna be too tempted to touch yourself yeah i don't want anybody else all i want to do is touch myself yeah that's how the song goes but i mean if you are listening to our podcast i hope that you are cinephiles like we are and you would want to go check it out Mm -hmm. and you can just fast forward through the sex scenes if i will caveat if a woman is singing during the sex scene watch it it happens twice and both are fucking uh very disturbing and worth watching. Yes. Any other time, you just probably skip it. You probably just skip it. 
Well, Dan, give us some plugs. Can I assign a movie? Do you want to play a game? Yes, I do. Well, too bad, because this week we're watching Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Yes! Dan! I started watching it last night while drunk. I'm like, no, I have to assign this. There's no way. Oh my god, I'm so So excited. Pee-wee's Big Holiday, written by Paul Rubens and Mm -hmm. my mentor, my teacher in grad school, her brother. Paul Rust, new no nos. Oh, Paul Rust. Yes. New no no. So written <laughs> by Pee Wee himself and Paul Rust. It's going to oh, be so fantastic. Good. I can't Dude, wait. Paul Rust's comedy is, is so good. Yes. I can't I, wait to see it applied with Paul Rubens. I will tell you right now, I watched, like I said, I watched maybe the first four minutes of it. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. Paul Rubens is like 65 years old, and he still looks like Pee Wee Herman from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, saw, I saw kind of the trailer, the opening trailer with the Rube Goldberg machine that wakes him up, you know, mm-hmm. like in the first film. So, please find us on Twitter as oldboys underscore podcast. You can find us on Instagram at oldboyspodcast. You can email us at oldboyspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on SoundCloud. Chrome it directly on our feeds. And we, we like that. Some people are doing that. We really like it when you do that. Sometimes I talk <laughs> back, but sometimes I don't. I need to get better about it. Find us if your on- comment's stupid, we probably won't talk back. <laughs> find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And... A good review, like a good text review that I can read and yeah, yeah, yeah. beat it to. And then, yeah, Ooh. I think that's it. And now, Dan, you have the floor for the final word. The Sinful Dwarf. Okay, guys. Goodbye. Forever? <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, what do you say? Um, I don't know, but tell your friends about us. Yeah, if you can. If you like the show, tell people. Tell people who would like it more than you. Yeah, get them to listen. Shit. Yeah, you fucking worthless piece of shit god damn it what are you fucking doing right now you're probably not doing anything productive oh that was exhausting i like it well it's over bye (laughs) all right and just look the movie's still going stop hammer time no 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 uh thing that I would like to put my dick in. What? <laughs> He's a mini sized human. I wanna fuck. No. I wanna fuck. <laughs> so we <laughs> <laughs>